Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swagoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and as always, I am joined by the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins, and Mr. Toolshed, Sean Gallagher. What's up, fam? Hello. What's up? How we doing? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going. It's going good. It is. It is. It's going as best as it can be, considering the circumstances. Right? We're all. We're all sitting here. We're having social interaction. We're all kind of like doing this. You know, self distancing from things. But at the same time, a lot of us are just realizing. Oh, this is kind of par for the course because most of the people I talk to are several miles away. Anyway, so I have actually been pretty darn good. How about the rest of y'all? All things considered, I'm actually doing pretty good. I, uh, I'm having a good week, and I'm really excited for this coming weekend. So I'm pretty good right now. Yeah, I've been doing all right. Uh, just hanging out with the cats and, and Serena and, and you know, just uh, still streaming and, you know, having an all right time. I think if we're being honest, I'm not doing super great. <laughs> um, uh, in terms of day-to-day life, I'm totally fine. I'm in a roof over my head with lots of friends and food and roommates and stuff, but... Um, I'm actually not in Canada right now. Uh, I made that decision to come to Denver to hang out, um, thinking I could ride this out here. And some days I think that's a great decision. Other days I'm freaking out and scared and <laughs> nervous about it. But in general, I'm still having a great time and happy that I'm here. But I think that this thing, this COVID stuff is just getting bigger than anyone really imagined and has some consequences to that. So, Yeah. Social distancing. Social distancing. But the one thing that we can do to reduce the effect of social distancing is interact with each other, whether it's listening to a podcast or talking about Magic the Gathering or just uh, hanging out and saying, hey, it's great to have you. And we know that all of our listeners, all tens of them, we enjoy having them listening to our podcast. And we hope that this helps with your social distancing. And I need some help knowing how everyone's week in Magic the Gathering was. So, Conan Hawk, tell me a little bit about your week in Magic. Um, so, it, like, obviously started uh, kind of down because um, I was supposed to be in uh, Detroit playing in a Grand Prix, and obviously that did not happen. And then um, I kind of, like, fired up my stream on Monday and was like, all right, well, you know, things will happen. We'll just keep playing Magic. But I'm someone that really needs a carrot to chase in order to like be motivated to play magic uh and also just to do most things to be honest uh and there was no motivation there there just like wasn't any uh so luckily for me there's been there's been some stuff that's popping up uh, some events that might be popping up on arena but also just like finding different motivation um to get up and stream every day is something that uh that has been basically my weekend magic and I think I found that I think like just like being able to hang out with the people on my stream and stuff like that uh, gets me up and you know whether or not it, like not like chasing like number one mythic or anything like that but just like you know winning some games and hanging out and hopefully teaching some people that are like watching my stream or just like even them teaching me something by like pointing out my mistakes or whatever is just kind of what's got me motivated right now. Yeah, it's the it's that great point of that. Sometimes when we feel defeated or we feel down or we feel like we lack motivation, we can find that motivation in others and sometimes we find that motivation in motivating others as well because i know that uh, there's often times that i'm not feeling the best with the game and then i come do the podcast with all of you and then afterwards i'm like okay all right i feel better about how i want to approach the game how i want to do things 
And uh, it just, it, it kind of lifts your spirits one, but also helps you lift others up at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Toolshed, how about you? My week's been kind of weird too. Um, you know, I was supposed to be in Detroit or Denver with, you know, our fellow podcasters. So that was kind of a bummer, you know. Um, I have a personal... Detroit, Detroit not Denver. Yeah, sorry, you're right, Detroit. Uh, I don't know why I said Denver, but uh, Detroit, yes, we were supposed to be in Detroit together. Um, so I was a little bummed out that um, I wasn't going there for multiple reasons. Uh, I'll be having surgery where I won't really be able to do too much for the next three months. Um, so the coronavirus, like, th- like social distancing thing has actually been really, like, not as bad for me because I was already actually going to be staying in my apartment for three months. Uh, but it's just kind of a bummer that I didn't really get the last hurrah for magic, I guess. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. Um, but in what I've been doing the last couple of days, I've been playing a lot of historic actually. And I know we'll be talking about it a little bit later, but I've actually find out, found a lot of joy in playing with Teferi five, like hero of Dominaria. You know, I love that card, obviously just getting to play with um, that card again. And, I really enjoy that format so far. That's what I like to hear. Now, Caroline, with all the crazy things that are going on, whether it's you lifting up other people or people lifting you up or looking back at what's happened before and what's happening now, you know, how has your week in magic been compared to how the rest of the world is going on right now? Like, what, what's going on in your world when it comes to the game? And is that, uh, is that something that is lifting you up or is it something that you can say, Hey, I know how to deal with what's happening in front of me now because of how I play the game. Uh, so I had, you know, a similar weekend magic, uh, as Eric and Sean, I was pretty excited to go to Detroit. I was traveling out of country to go to Detroit. So I actually had thought about the idea of not going a lot sooner than the tournament itself was canceled. Um, ultimately I had decided to go based on the fact that I had you know, kind of sunk cost fallacies. I'm glad that I didn't end up doing this because I'm glad I wasn't given the opportunity to do this because I think it would have been really bad. Um, But I had already bought the flight. I was visiting a friend. I was going to Denver after it was a whole thing. And so I was kind of invested in going. And I'm very glad that on Wednesday, CFB decided not to hold the event anymore. And when it came, like on the weekend, I, I saw people just tweeting about like doing a draft at their local store. And I was just like actively out loud being like these people should not be out of the magic tournament and that was three days later like wednesday afternoon um i was like you know i think it's okay we'll wash our hands see if he tweeted some policies and some cool things that they were doing like more space at the tournament etc i was like yeah this will totally be fine and then three days later i'm just like oh my god how is anyone talking to anybody in person like go away go home what are you guys doing this is insane so you know things change very quickly and so so i'm glad i didn't have the opportunity to go in terms of magic, unfortunately, uh, I'm not quite a carrot chaser, but I'm not quite um, GM infinite games in arena for no reason. Like I'm, I'm middle of the ground for sure. I will play some games here or there and stuff, but I have not found, I've not found my uh, coping mechanism yet. Brasking, unfortunately, I don't have all the answers. Um, I am in an apartment with three or four, four other people actually right now, which is a lot. Um, but it, you know, it does mean we can't social distance too much, but we are practicing the same practices as each other. So we're being um, safe in that regards. And then it does mean that they can lift up my spirits if I'm not feeling the greatest, but it does mean that magic is not a big priority for us right now. And so board games has actually been kind of our big thing. We're playing Clank Legacy, which is a, a 10, uh, you play the game 10 times 
throughout the the journey. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we're on game six. Uh, it's one of I think it's my favorite thing I've ever done with a board game. Uh, you actually get to edit the board and draw on it and sticker it and do this cool thing. And you're following a story, and I'm really good at it. No, I'm just kidding. But I did win the most recent game, so I was really excited. So that's kind of I guess been it for me. Board games is it replacing Magic for me right now. What's up, Sean? Oh, I was just gonna say the legacy games are so much fun. I played Pandemic Legacy, and that was so much fun. <laughs> I uh, I played Clank one time. I only played regular Clank in space, and it was one of the most fun board games I've ever had. So my friend and I bought Clank Legacy, and we're, like, waiting to bust it out until, like, maybe, like, a friend's birthday or something. But I'm so excited to play Clank Legacy. I have. I've, I've heard feedback that it is fun in two-player and four-player. Mm-hmm. Uh, three-player is probably fine, too. Um, but I know, like, for example, I just saw Emma Handy tweet that, that she, uh, she just wrapped it up with ten games with just two people. Um, and knocked out like four or five games in a weekend. Uh, so it's definitely possible to play with a small amount of people. We are playing with four. It's a lot harder to coordinate schedules with four people, uh, but we do all live in the same house, so it's been helpful that way. Um, video games also been a big part. I started playing Link, uh, Link's Awakening, I think is what it's called, um, and about halfway through, and I've never played a game like that before. I just owned it and just stopped playing it, and I'm having a blast. I like... I, I hear it's basically a remake of one of the original Game Boy ones, so that's kind of yeah, cool. It's just one of the best Legend of Zelda games like ever created. It's so nice. good. Um, I'm also along like me and the entire world waiting for the 20th, waiting for Friday, which is uh, infamously known as Animal Crossing release day. Um, I'm pretty excited to delve into that. Um, maybe I, I want to stream it, but I'm missing some of the key components to doing that right now, so I'm going to look into to that a little bit, but Overall, I'm just excited to have something to do. So magic is not... Magic is great. I've been playing some standard. I've been playing some historic. But it is not making me feel uh, great right now. <laughs> uh, for various reasons. So, unfortunately, I don't have that answer for us yet, Brasky. But that's totally fine. You know, because Magic the Gathering is a game. And because it's a game, we play the game because we enjoy it. We play the game because... Uh, it, it teaches us things. We learn from it. It's a puzzle, but also at the same time, it's an escape. And right now, uh, I think more than anything, we need to kind of lean on those things. We need to lean on whatever game that we play, whatever it is that we enjoy, to make sure that, uh, hey, we can still have fun. At the same time, if we can play a game that makes us interact with others, then we realize, hey, we're not alone, even if we're isolated at that same time. So it makes us, that's what I really enjoy, whether it's about magic or whatever it is that we're playing. Uh, You know, we can all find the things that both make us happy, but also make us connect. Brasky, what have you been doing? You always ask us the questions, but what have you been doing last couple days? Good Lord, what have I been doing? I'll tell you what, I have been... I have been working. I have been picking up the like picking up what's happening around the world and finding the best things that I can do to uh, uh, make life as fun as y'all make my life. That's what I've been doing right now. I work for a nonprofit and I spend most of my time uh, providing resources for others, especially in the the realms of the artistic uh, side of things and performing arts side of things. And obviously, this has thrown a, a, a you know, a wrench into a lot of a lot of that. But the cool thing about it is that necessity breeds innovation. And so I've been spending a lot of my time figuring out, okay, if we can't do this anymore, what can we do? And it's just like, you know, I try to relate it back to magic. It's just like looking at a board state and you having a win condition and a game plan. You look and go, and all of a sudden that gets thrown out the window. Okay, what can I do? How can I win this? 
And that's what I've been doing for the past week is trying to use my my gaming skills, use my my magic skills, you know, and just try, trying to look at life as a board state and seeing that there are outs and I'm seeing that there's a way to win. And that's what I'm doing. And then I'm going to take it one action at a time. That's awesome, Braska. I'm glad things are going at least reasonable for you. Things are trying to go reasonable. They're trying to go reasonable because this is certainly a historic time for all of us. And These are uh, unreasonable times, that's true. for sure. They're unreasonable <laughs> historic times. And I know that when in historic times, Magic likes to do historic things. And that is release historic sets, which we have now seen in Magic Arena, which is uh, the new historic set, the historic anthology number two has come out. And uh, Mr. Sean Gallagher, you know, you have you've gotten a good feel for the historic set in uh, in Magic Arena. So give me a little bit of rundown of what you've been playing, what are the cards that you've liked? What's what's happening in that realm? Yeah, so like I touched on a little bit before, um, I get to play with Blue White Control, which is like supposedly one of the better decks in the format um, from what statistics show us, but for the life of me, I can't win with it. So <laughs> Um, I've been playing a lot of like the field of the, the various field of the dead decks, so like the ramp decks, because what was it? Field of the dead got I want to. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think it got unbanned right like in the last. What it? Like, there's a lot of changes. Got, just, they put them on suspension. Of out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, put, it was in the corner, and I was like, "I'm sorry, I'll be good. I promise." And then I got okay. brought out of timeout. <laughs> okay. And then immediately uh, got most most played by every deck. I think if you're not playing field, you're wrong. So yeah, like. <laughs> I, I was I'm like something like one in four with blue white, but I think I'm seven and zero with various Golos Field of the Dead decks. Um, I played a couple. De- I played against like Mono White, like Soul Sisters. I played against Arclade Phoenix. Like I played a lot of different decks, but even in standard Field of the Dead was like pretty egregious. And I think it's very powerful and uh, historic. I, I think Caroline's right. It's probably either play Field of the Dead or you shouldn't just play. You probably shouldn't play this format, Eric. You, you know, Caroline says uh, a card's in timeout. You might say that it's actually been suspended, but ha- do you feel that the historic format needs to be suspended? What's your what's your interaction with the format? I've been told that I can only read my my show notes. Yes. So my show notes say Eric slash hate it. Okay, that's all. I think that's, that's all. It. It needs that's to all. Be that's said. all. Yeah, thing. That's it. I think we're good. All right, everybody, <laughs> let's go home. Uh, we've discussed historic. I think this podcast is done now. Eric, if I may, if you could appease me a little bit, entertain me, why why do you hate it? Uh, so basically, uh, one of the people or one of the or one of my viewers wanted me to play historic. Um, the our channel on Discord, uh, the Segway channel on Discord, was talking about this white weenie deck that had been putting up some decent results. Um, so I was like, well, I have to try it, right? Uh, I played it, and I played a one-drop, I played a two-drop, I played a couple of one-drops and did some stuff and attacked my opponent a couple of times. And then when I hit three mana, they hit seven mana and started making creatures with their land. And then they got a land that blew up all my one-drops that also made some creatures. And then they found another copy of that land, and then they were making creatures faster than me. So long story short, I got them down to ten uh, before I could never attack again, and any spell that I cast was worse than them just playing a land for the turn. Um, and then I I was like, okay, maybe that's just me. And then I started watching some streams, and that was happening basically on every single historic stream that I've seen. And I was just like, okay, well, 
I, for me personally, if I, if like, I don't want to be the person that's just like bashing field of the dead decks against field of the dead decks. So um, if that's for you, uh, I, I recommend you play the historic, uh, the historic format. But if it's not for you, then uh, I recommend that you kind of steer clear, which was what I'll be doing. It's funny that you mentioned that in like the 12 or 13 matches I have in historic, I've yet to play a Golos mirror. I know that they're out there. I know that the field of the mirror is awful, but I've yet to play one yet. And if I do, I just, I'm not going to be excited, but it's weird. It's, it feels like modern where like people just want to play with their cool cards and they don't care what the best deck is. And they're just like, I'm going to play with my Teferi hero of Dominator. I'm like, all right, play a land, make three two twos go. And it's just like, yeah, I haven't played a mirror yet. So it's been pretty nice actually. Uh, Caroline, do you find that your play style in Historic is as passive as Eric's aggression? Wait, what do you mean by passive? Do you just say, yeah, sit and go and, and, and sulk on it and just call it dumb? Or, or do you, uh, do you feel that like, uh, oh, there's other things to play here. Maybe I could play some other styles of decks. Maybe something a little bit more aggressive at the same time. I'm just throwing <laughs> oh. shade at Eric right now because I don't throw that kind of shade. I don't throw that game and I'm just waiting for Eric for like a retort right now. I love it. Your webcam doesn't work, so now you're like, ah, I get to be evil, Brasky. They can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I will say that in general, Historic does not have a a defined metagame, and it is kind of like <laughs> this crazy wild west of a queue. Like, the most part, you will play against a version of Field, but there there has not been a solidified best version yet. Um, and then often you'll just queue up against Jun Dinosaurs, or you'll play against a deck that uh, I've been playing, which is like a Karn deck that has a sideboard, so you, you don't sideboard between games. You play creatures that let you play extra land, and then you have Scapeshift in your deck. Like your your deck is so wild, I can't even explain it. I, it was like Alliantrazi's deck, I think. Um, the, I play Get Rock Monster in my deck. Yeah, the Get Rock Monster deck. <laughs> the first curve that I hit in my deck that I've been playing is three. I only have three mana cards or higher. <laughs> like, my deck is so bad, but I have a blast. <laughs> I'm just sitting at plat four at the bottom of the queue, so I don't feel like, like I'm just like, hey, I was going to use a different word. I filtered down. <laughs> like, I just play whatever I want because I think the deck is so funny. Like, there are, like, turn fives and sixes where you just have, like, 40 lands in play, and you're like, come at me, bro. I once did the dream where I played, um, oh shoot, Crucible of Cruc Crucible of Worlds. Yeah, Crucible of Worlds, and I played a fetch land, and I just had like two or three effects where I could play multiple lands a turn. So I just went like fetch, 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 fetch. <laughs> like I just had such a fun time, and I just don't even care. Um, there are decks that are going to be better than others. Um, in general, the the tune, the more tuned field decks, so like the Soul type field, the Band fields. Um, they're going to be a, a little bit more um, normal and uh, streamlined. There's also some Nexus decks that are kind of annoying. Ugh, I hate Nexus of Fate. Uh, but there's also Mono Blue decks that are running around. There's Gruel decks that are running around. I played against Jun Dinos today and they crushed me. <laughs> like, Do you remember those like those dinos that reduce the cost of things and give things haste and do three damage to your dinos? Like, I was like, oh my god, I forgot about Ixalan even existed. Like, What is this stuff? Um They've also added a ton of other cards, like Thalia's now in the format. So I don't know. I, I am I definitely enjoying myself. I think I figured out the best card for them to add to Historic while you were talking. Sphinx's Revelation? Uh, the Tron Lands? Massacre Worm. <laughs> oh, I think I like Massacre Worm would be better. a great add to the format. So for those that don't know Massacre Worm, it's black, black, 
black three. Uh, it is a six five. When it enters the battlefield, all creatures get minus two minus two, and each person loses two life for each creature that is killed this way. So I think that'd be great. That 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 is my add to the format. So that that way, if your opponent's going off with field, you can just cast this card and they die immediately. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do that. Oh, Eric's never change, please. Never change. <laughs> you know, to be or you can just reprint you. Price of Progress. That'd be that'd be fine with that too. That's a, actually a great question, uh, Eric. And let's let's turn around, Mr. Toolshell. Let's start with you. We've seen Historic. They're adding like random cards from random sets into this whole thing. If you could add one card into Historic right now, what would you add? Sphinx Revelation. <laughs> Caroline just walked away. <laughs> Uh, yeah, six. I mean, like it wouldn't be that good, but I mean, I missed that card. <laughs> I played in Pioneer as a one of, and it's not. It's not very good. It'd be cool if I got to play it in Historic, and it'd be reasonable. All right, Caroline, how about you? Uh, I would add the Tron Land. So Urza's Tower, Mine, and Power Plant. You only get to add one. Caroline. I can. It's a fake question. I can give a fake answer. <laughs> they are. They are one and the same. They are a package They're deal, fun. my friend. Have one, have um, them all. Unless you have eight cards. Mine's power not reasonable, <laughs> but mine is the same in every single format, and it's Winter Orb. Oh my god, leave. <laughs> I love Winter Orb. Can I kick someone from this call? That's Who a made nice the call? <laughs> so, uh, Winter Orb is a two mana artifact that says players can only untap one land per turn. Oh no, I actually didn't. <laughs> you actually cut him out of the call. He said it. For, for those of you listening at home, Eric said that, and Caroline just kicked him out of the call. I have I never seen... I if I could actually I, do it. I hope he doesn't brazen, answer. Oh, dang it. I have never seen such brazen authority taken on this podcast before. <laughs> I didn't think I had the, the power to I, I just I just assumed that I, I was not the one that was chosen to be untapped this turn. <laughs> I was hoping you just weren't going to answer. Uh, Caroline became two dots that are just moving in circles. I think that's because of the chair that she has now. <laughs> it's a wiggle chair, so now you can't see me, camera. Oh, wow. We're a great podcast. We do a lot of things that are not uh, yeah, so visible. Many yeah, so many visual things. Everyone, show me an interpretive dance about how you're feeling about the meta right now. What? No one else did one. What the hell? <laughs> They Caroline. don't know that, Caroline. We could have sat there in complete silence and been like, wow, amazing. Sean, how I did you pull off that triple Lutz? That's amazing. I did some cool shit. Okay. Caroline. It's been a while. I'm you get the episode out by tomorrow, so I'm really testing him. Listen, we're all in quarantine, all right? The world is in a very tough place. I do not care. I do not care. We can all have one, two, four swear words. You know, I've, we've built it up, okay? We've built it up over this time. Now is the time to use those words for the greater good. Oko, oko, oko. <laughs> for the greater good, I will swear at one point during this episode, I promise, Brasky. The greater good. Ooh, I have a good story about announcing your plans if later if we want to go some Caroline story time. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's we always Caroline story segment. time. We might need a new segment because my previous segment is kind of uh, irrelevant. <laughs> so maybe Caroline story time would be a good segment. Let's now go to Caroline story time. Do, 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 do. Cause we make our own music like Caroline does. It's Caroline story time. <laughs> Holy crap, your music's so much better than mine. <laughs> Mine's just like, do, do, 
It doesn't change. It doesn't matter what the segment I've, is. I've been composing. Clip Your it. music was great. Okay, story time. <laughs> so a friend of mine, Sam, was playing in a small, like, six-person team draft at one of the pro tours, like, just uh, on the Sunday. And he's playing against his good friend, Ben, Ben Whites. And um, I don't really know why I said friend. My boyfriend, Sam, was playing against Ben Whites in a, in a draft. And they have this thing where they're like often pranking each other and it's very silly and very childish and very funny. <laughs> and Sam just goes to Ben, they're on different teams and he's, they're about to draft and he goes, Ben, at some point of this draft, I will trick you. I will play a trick on you. And Ben White's is like, yeah, okay, whatever, Sam. So they draft, Ben and Sam actually play in the draft. Um, ben wins, no trickery happens. In fact, no trickery happens for the whole draft. And the very end of the draft, um, the, often what happens when you do a team draft is that the winner of the draft, like the team, gets all the rares. And then often to divide them, you can either flip for the rares, so like one person gets them all, or you can put them randomly into three piles. It's really up to whatever your, your team wants to do. So the team had decided to take all the rares and divide them into three equal piles, like face down, so you don't know what's in them. Um, and so they're doing this, and Sam goes, Ben. I would like to propose that I get to pick who gets the piles for, for your team. Or, yeah, sorry, I would like to pick who gets the piles. And Ben goes, well, like, you can't look at the piles ahead of time. You can't move cards around. And he goes, no, no, I'll, you make the piles and I'll, I'll tell you who gets them. So ben, Ben's like thinking of like loopholes. He's like, okay, what could he be trying to do here? And he goes, okay, Sam, you can do that. And so he, Ben makes three piles, and Sam goes, okay, like, uh, teammate number one, here's your pile. Uh, teammate number two, uh, so Ben's other teammate, here's your pile. And he goes, okay, and then this third pile goes to, but instead of saying Ben's name, he goes, goes to me, and takes the cards. <laughs> and Ben's like, what? No, I have to get the cards. He's like, ah, I didn't say that. I said I got to pick who gets them. I didn't say it had to be people on your team. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Sam just tries to take Ben's rares and Ben's like no and just takes them back but in Sam's defense he said he was going to trick him at some point in the draft but, so I feel like it's really all Ben's so that was my story time and that was Caroline story time Caroline story time it's Caroline story time yeah sponsored by Swigley well, now we've had our news segment there, and I was just going to leave a little pause there to make sure we could clip the right things at the right time. Caroline, fantastic story. I think uh, I think that story is worth now. Uh, new segments. We'll have to cut in new segments, slice out new segments. You know what? We're just going to have to cut uh, the entire historic section. So I hope everyone feels happy with the fact that we're now cutting all of everything we just talked about for the past uh, 30 minutes, and uh, we're just sticking in with Caroline's story time, and then we're going to call the podcast at that. Okay. Not great. Not fantastic. Works oh, for me. Nope. Wait, there's other things that we can do because since we're quarantined, we have to do everything online. And because we're doing everything online, that means we can compete online, which means that there are online tournaments to be doing right now. And uh, if there's anything to be done while we're waiting around and self-isolated, it's play magic online. And so, Caroline, even though you just gave us the story time, why don't you give us a quick story about what's going on with online tournaments so I can get some other perspective from the rest of our co-hosts on this. Yeah, so I think I'm going to let uh, Sean and Eric talk about some of the tournaments that they, in particular, have signed up for and are pretty excited about. 
I wanted to give a little bit of an overlay about what qualifies as an arena tournament and how you can enter. Um, and I want to start in how you find them. Um, we all know that with, you know, uh, Magic Fests and uh, Pro Tours and organized play that, you know, Wizards does all this promoting and that's how we know that tournaments like this existed or we had our local store that told us that. We don't really have that anymore. And, you know, when, when a community doesn't have something, usually or hopefully, someone fills that need. Uh, that's happened when we started when we stopped getting deck lists very often um, because we were playing Arena so much, there became a Twitter that was called Arena Decklist, and they started tweeting out decklists. And hey, sure enough, people follow them a lot. Uh, and actually, something similar sort of happened with this idea of like uh, a space to go to promote your arena-based tournament. So it's actually a Twitter called uh, at, like the Twitter symbol, uh, MTGA Leagues, L-E-A-G-U-E-S. Um, they have a pretty uh, clean feed. They only tweet out things in their format. So they actually have a pretty specific format where it tells you the name of the, the arena tournament, a link to the arena tournament. If it has an entry fee or like a a, a thing to, to get you into the tournament, I don't know what it is actually, um, what date is it, what the date is, etc. Um, and the prizes, if there's, excuse me, uh, if there is prizes, they have that information and they tend not to fill your feed unless um, it's related to those tournaments. So I think that's actually pretty cool. Uh, if you are promoting a tournament or you know you know of one that's organizing, try and reach out to the Twitter. Uh, I think it's a really great place to keep all of the information at once. Um, and speaking of which, I'll let the boys talk a little bit about some tournaments they have coming up, but there are a actually a large amount of tournaments that you could play between this Saturday, this Sunday, and next weekend as well, and some daily events as well. So there's some cool stuff coming up. So let's go to Sean first, who raised his hand. Like I got a little boy. I was pointing at Eric on my screen. Well, that's confusing. <laughs> You're pointing at nothing on my screen. Oh, really? oh yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. <laughs> Where's Eric? Is he here? <laughs> Is he like right here? Yeah, he's right there. There you go. That's oh, where Eric there is. There we go. Yes. Audio go content going Eric, well. you give us the rundown of how you're feeling he's about screaming. some of these online tournaments and what you're doing. Sean really not want to go first because Sean, all I see is going like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suddenly like pointing at him pretty diligently, I thought. That's funny. <laughs> no, Sean's got to go first. Sorry. All right. I picked Brass Camp and Church. All right. Caroline called me out. That's fine. I'll go. <laughs> um, so I have... Two that I will that I'm already signed up for, and possibly a third one, depending on how um, late I'll be out Friday night at work. Um, I have to work, unfortunately, Friday night. But um, Saturday morning, there is a um, dang it, I forgot the name of it now. Sorry. Um, anyway, I'll come back to the Saturday one. On Sunday, I'm playing the there's a Lotus Box tournament where you have to be a member of their Patreon to play on. I'll be playing that on Sunday. And then on the 28th, um, I will be playing in the Hunter Burton Memorial Tournament. It's a um, fundraiser for, not 100% sure on the background of it, but it is a fundraiser for a player who was um, in the Midwest and he had passed away, I believe, um, last year. Um, and there's a fundraiser for him. It included like 60 players and it's filled up. I was able to get in, luckily, along with um, Eric, uh, suicide prevention uh, fundraiser. Um, so Eric and I are both going to be playing in that on the 28th. Um, so they're both standard, obviously, and then we'll both be having a lot of fun in those, hopefully. 
Okay, Eric, what you got for us? What are you up to? Uh, yeah, What's your carrot, Eric? What's your carrot? <laughs> I have quite a few of them now. Um, so uh, Caroline and actually and I actually got to be part of this. Um, they were doing some testing for a new tournament software for Magic Arena uh, almost exclusively, and it's called MTG Melee. Uh, it's a website that you can like put, uh, you can register for, and they just like will be hosting tournaments through there. Um, it's super awesome uh, for those that have not played online. Uh, they're actually not going to have like the the crazy runaround that some of us had before. Uh, before when we were playing online tournaments, you would have your pairings go up on one spot. Your deck list would be found like on a Google Doc. Your your opponent's like uh, gamer tag would be you know on another Google Doc. Um, any you know any discrepancies and stuff like that would be in a Discord. Uh, MTG Melee just like combines all of that and puts it all in one spot, which is awesome. So I'm super excited to use that. Um, and uh, actually, the 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 first tournament that's going to be on it is going to be, or for like the public anyway, is going to be hosted by Gods of Arena and the Mythic Society. Um, I believe that's going to be mostly hosted by Pascal Maynard, which is really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'll be playing that literally. Well, one day from this, um, from our podcast recording, but obviously not from. Um, when you'll hear it, it'll probably be like a, a couple days after you hear this. Uh, so hopefully, um, when you listen to this, I have already won that tournament. So that'd be really, really cool. Eric, the one that you're describing, the what are they calling this one? Is this the Gods of Arena one? Yeah, or, it's is like this the versus COVID one or no? Yeah, it's 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 a uh, MTG versus COVID nineteen number are, one. These are potentially going to be daily if they reach the threshold, right? Yeah, they want to put on a ton of these, so. Uh, one of the things that you have to do to play in the tournament is you have to be a subscriber to the channel. Um, I believe it is the Mythic Society channel. Yes. I did subscribe, so. Yeah, it's the Mythic Society. Twitch.tv slash the Mythic Society. Yeah, so I'll be playing in that one. Um, I plan on, um, I, I talked to my girlfriend, so I'll be free this Sunday. So I plan on playing in the uh, Lotus Box one. And then um, I'll be playing in the Hunter Memorial one. Uh, so lots and lots of lots of things for me to play in, which is going to be very exciting. And I am very excited to play it. And it gives me a competitive outlet um, while we're all stuck indoors and not being able to travel anywhere. Um, am I right to assume that these are all best of three standard? I, I have not seen any that are different. So my, my I believe your assumption is correct. Cool. Um, so I actually do have information on all of the tournaments that Sean and Eric mentioned. And if time allows, I will do a little blurb in a segment that usually involves me traveling, but this will not. Uh, overall, I am also going to plan on, join on joining on these. I actually got a little bit of information overload because um, these all kind of got announced around the same day. Uh, I don't know what my weekends look like right now. It's It actually got kind of challenging. I was like, shoot, I want to play with all these, but... I don't know, and um, I needed. I feel like I need to pick one. A lot, like a lot of them, require subs and patreons and subscriptions, and it's not the best time for me to be doing those things. So I'm trying to try to figure out what is best um, for me. <laughs> but I will be playing in some of these, and I will be keeping it up to date. Yeah, I think I like you. Perfect. There's so many of them. It's like awesome that people are doing this, but it's like I, I'm like you, where it's like, what am I supposed to play in? Like. I want to support all these cool people, but like, I also like, I'm going to be having surgery. Like I can't afford to be <laughs> playing magic every day. So like I have to like pick and choose my uh, spots too. So I totally understand that. 
I actually would like to bring us all back um, either next week or the week after, depending on how many play before we talk about this. Um, but I've actually played a fair amount of arena tournaments. They've been floating around on like random free tournament sites for a while, and I, I just have been jamming them because I thought they were fun. And I want to talk a little bit like in a week or so about how we feel about playing these low stakes arena tournaments and do they feel low stakes do they not um timing is something that i want to talk a lot about it's very different than a regular tournament there is not really a round timer um i felt like i couldn't even go like step away to get tea like i felt like i would just miss my round or something so i'd love to to pick your brain about those kind of things um but let's play some first let's play with some together let's see how they go uh or Eric could share his thoughts right now with me. <laughs> yes, Eric? Uh, I did want to say that the MTG Melee thing, um, one of the things that I did want to say is like they they did add a round timer to their page. Uh, so you do actually get a timer, which is nice. So I'll be looking forward to that playing that. Because I know the previous ones, like, the, like playing on Smash GG and stuff like that, don't have a round timer, which can so, make it kind of nerve-wracking. I do agree they have a round timer. A round timer is a little weird because... You're given 10 minutes to start your round, but the round timer starts immediately. So if you don't start your round on time, you do not get an extension. Yeah, so I mean, like, that would be similar to a like a regular REL tournament, though, mm-hmm. right? It's like if you yeah. like if you left and you came to the store and like they had already time started the round timer, you're not going to get like a match loss for being 10 minutes or for being like eight you, minutes late or something. Most of the time, I give you extension. I, it's sort of irrelevant because Arena has timers and I've never actually peek out that 50 minutes. Um, anyway, I have a lot to share about Arena tournaments and I want you guys to participate in more um, at different levels than me and then we can come back. And I think it'll be a cool topic. Uh, so you're welcome, Braski. Got us next week topic. Appreciate that. Um, I think it'll be better to talk about later. I'd like us to experience some, um, make some notes, keep keep stuff in mind that that you experienced that day. Um, and we can talk more about it next week. Yeah, and Caroline, that might even be something for our, our listeners. If they are participating in some of these events or if they are looking into uh, some of these things as well, they can let us know what their experience has been by tweeting at us at Gaming, And then they can also find us as well, uh, just tweeting at any of us when we list our social medias at the end of this piece about how things are going and, and what they're participating in as well. And uh, Mr. Sean Gallagher, that you know, I want to know from your perspective – of, you know, when you're not distracted by shiny things, I, I want to know what what are you going to be doing when it comes to a lot of these online tournaments going forward. Um, I mean, in what what in what reference, Brasky? Do you mean what am I going to be playing, or like what am I going to be learning? Like, I what think do you mean? I think what your initial what you want to be playing initially, and how you think oh, that might. Sure. Be. Um. So, I think initially, I'm just going to play surprise blue white on Sunday. Um, and then depending on how that goes, my guess is it'll go medium, but um, I, I have been playing a lot of other decks. I spent a large chunk of this week and last week playing teamer clover bant adventures. I even played Eric's food deck for five or 10 matches and like realized I hated that deck. So I'm familiar with multiple different archetypes of the standard. I feel pretty comfortable with any of them, but I mean, blue white is where my heart will always be. So I I want to start there, but if it doesn't go very well, I'll I'll probably swing over to Bant, uh, Bant Ramp or Teamer Clover or maybe even Teamer Reclamation. I like all three of those decks a lot. I like I like those decks as well. 
especially if uh, the team are Clovers. I've been getting more and more into the Clover. Maybe it's because it's St. Patrick's Day when we're recording this, and uh, four-leaf Clovers are kind of my thing. So, you know, that's what I've been trying to jump into is, is some is some Cloverness. I think, uh, you know, Caroline, do you feel lucky in playing the Clovers as well? She's nope. muted. She you doesn't know. On mute. <laughs> I'm going to call this out right now. Okay, hold on. Okay, wait, wait. Breaking news. Play this. Play the breaking news segment. I have really cool news. This is really only for me. I don't know. Why I got so. Do it. One, they they are making brawl event, which has been a lot of controversy. If you've been following the things they made in December and January, and it costs like ten thousand gold to join, they're making it free for the month of March nineteenth to April sixteenth. I call it breaking news. It was actually posted three hours ago, but that's okay. Two, they are extending Theros Beyond Draft rank drafts to start on the 19th. They deleted it two days ago or something, but they're bringing back March 19th all the way to April 16th. So those that are trying to rank up in limited, but have hated that they bring the random event at the end of the month and when you're trying to actually get to Mythic. And that's me. I'm very excited. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, she's gone. Uh, she just said bye. <laughs> she's out of here and we can't even... Uh, go on to the segment where we talk about where she's where Caroline Kavanaugh is going to be because well no, we need to talk no. about something before that and before that it is what we're going to do to get better at the game and Conor Hawk I want to I want to chat with you for a bit you and me Conor Hawk come here come here what's up come closer what's up how we doing I'm doing all right how you doing you know I feel like I could get better at Mag- Magic the Gathering how do you feel I think I'm at the top yeah if That's not true at all. If if I started from the bottom, but now I'm here, how did I get there? And what are you doing to get there? Oh, we getting lit. Really? So just tell me how. Show me show me the way. How are we getting better at Magic the Gathering this week, Eric? So many uh, memes. <laughs> this week I'm messing around, you know, just tweaking some decks finding that little hole in that metagame and then uh, just just honing it, just honing it in, and then hopefully by tournament time, it's ready. It is ready. It does feel right. It feels fantastic. Caroline, are you there? Yeah. Oh, oh I thought I was muted this whole time. <laughs> no, it's okay. Caroline, you're not, you're not muted. What's up? It's, it's, What's it's, up, Resky? It's great. No, we got to get, we got to get serious. All right. uh, dude, I just watched a video of penguins climbing upstairs. I can't get serious. Oh, damn. Right penguins climbing upstairs? Screw that. What are we doing to get as good at magic as we are going to get as good as penguins going upstairs? What are you doing? Okay, seriously? There has been a bunch of aquarium tweets of letting their animals out, and you need to watch them. Great. I personally, I don't know what I'm doing to get good at magic because um, sort of other priorities to get good at other things, including mental health in the world, in things. <laughs> um, but I am playing some of these arena tournaments. Um, I, I'm going to be playing Ladder now with Mythic, with, uh, sorry, with um, Limited. That's exciting. April 19th. Or M- March 19th. Yay. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to play Arena when I have, an, you know, 20 minutes, an hour to spare, but I'm not going to um, kind of carve out as much time as I was with the tournaments that i was preparing for so i'm going to try and just play when i feel like it if you know, i want to play arena i play arena if i want to play switch i play the switch um if i want to read a book i know weird i might read a book um i think i'm just gonna i know sean's face is like, what is a book um i think i'm just gonna chill a little bit i'm still here to talk to you guys about magic i think it's great still want to improve but i'm 
just taking it one day at a time right now. Watching some penguins climb up stairs. <laughs> Darn right. And as much as we want to climb those stairs with the tenacity of a penguin, I know Sean wants to tackle, well, a lot of different decks as if they were stairs, and he is the penguin. Sean, answer me this question. Are you the penguin? <laughs> yes, I have been climbing many decks this week. Sean, I want you I want you to, to speak to me. I want you to have this. I'm going to be your coach right now. Say, I am the penguin. I'm the penguin. I am the historic penguin. I am the historic penguin. I am going to climb these steps. I am going to climb these steps and how like are you gonna, Rocky. How, how are you going to do that? I might even play like the Rocky music behind you when you discuss your plan for historic. How are you going to tackle this format? Um, I think it's just a lot of just trial and error. I got to try a bunch of different stuff because honestly, outside of Field of the Dead, I have no idea what's going on in this format yet. So W's going to play around with Field of the Dead decks. Um, I need a couple more wild cards, but the, I think Carolina touched on it earlier where the Gitrog monster, like no sideboarding deck where you just tutor out your sideboard. That deck is like what I really want to play, but I'm like a couple wild cards short. Um, that's the deck I really want to try out. So I'm going to try to get a uh, build towards that this week. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. There's a lot to build on. There's a lot to work towards. There's a lot of steps to climb. And wherever we climb, we know we're going someplace. But we don't necessarily know where we're going or where we're going to end up. But we do know that oftentimes wherever we end up, Caroline Cavanaugh is going to be there. So I want to know where in the world is Caroline Cavanaugh. And even though I know we're in quarantine and even though I know we're kind of social distancing from people and doing all that kind of stuff, there's still many places to be, Caroline. So tell me of all the places you're going to be at. And now, everybody, let's do our own Caroline Cavanaugh uh, uh, jingle. All right, on three. One, two, three. Finger guns, yeah. I like the finger pointing. Eric, try harder next time. I have pushed to talk, so I can't do the finger pointing. Um, you have a cat. You can make it work. <laughs> okay, so where in the world I'm going to be, which is this same apartment as I plan on being for the next little while, and that's okay. Um, however, where on the internet I'm going to be, <laughs> new uh, segment name. <laughs> um, where in the internet is Caroline Gap? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be following that new Twitter that I talked about, so MTGA Leaks. Um, they have posted, uh, so I, I assume that on our show notes, them, uh, I don't think you need to link all the tournaments. Um, I think it's just best to go to their Twitter. Uh, they honestly are doing it well and they're doing it, um, very clean and you'll just see their tweets are, are you will get all the information you need from them. So let's talk about some of the things. So we have, uh, what we're going to call, um, MTG versus COVID, uh, number one is starting on March 18th. Um, but to my knowledge, uh, their idea is to reach a minimum number of participants each day, maybe every second day, and they're going to try and run these tournaments. Um, I don't actually know when they start. I think I saw something like 11 a.m., but I don't know what time's over. Um, they are they are a sub-required. You must be a subscriber to their Twitch channel, The Mythic Society. Uh, it's about $5 a month, and if you work out the math and you're like, well, I get to play in 30 tournaments maybe, that's, that's a lot. So um definitely worth uh, a look at uh this is on the new software the mtg melee software uh, i believe if we could promote anything we would promote that software exclusively as it is by far uh eric and i have tested it have used it we've 
been through the rough times and the, the not rough times. And I really think that it is the future and I would recommend it. Um, and these are also being promoted uh, through bread. I also believe that MTG Melee has a discord and I've actually heard that there's some not just tournament talk going in there. I've heard there's a bunch of standard chat and um, some pretty cool conversations going on in there. So might worth might be worth uh, a follow in their discord as well. Uh, that is on the 18th and going forward. Uh, then this weekend on Saturday, you'll actually see that Saturday is kind of full. There's actually three to four tournaments. I didn't, uh, I'm not going to summarize them all here. I picked one, um, the one that I will likely play in, uh, but definitely do your research. I think I saw three different options. Uh, this one is called Hit the Deck Number Two. Clive, they've probably done Hit the Deck Number One. Um, I don't remember it, but they probably did. Uh, it's being hosted by a team, Liquid. Um, they're like a uh, I don't want to say magic. They do more magic, right? Esports. They have a League of Legends team and like, like an esports team. Mm -hmm. um, so they're hosting a Arena Standard Best of Three tournament. Uh, Swiss followed by Double Elimination Top Eight. I assume that's what that means. Uh, there is a prize pool. It is sponsored by Watsi, so I think there's some code that might be some of the prizes. Um, and they, uh, you'll have to click on their details. I don't know when it starts. A lot of these tournaments start around the same time. So you kind of, one thing to note, you cannot double queue these arena tournaments like you could with Moto. This is actually something we should have mentioned in the segment. You can't be, you basically can't be in two tournaments because in Moto you can play two matches at the same time, in arena you can't. Um, you could theoretically do it with two arena accounts on two different devices, but you can't even do it on two different devices with the same account because it will actually, I think it will kick you out. You can't log into two devices with the same arena account. So keep that in mind that you need to pick one of these tournaments to be in two. I tried double queuing a couple weeks ago. It went terribly. Don't do it. Um, so that's this Saturday. On Sunday, we have the Lotus Box one. Oh, I should mention the Hit the Deck one is no entry fee. Uh, they they sourced all of their, uh, their, their prize support from somewhere else. Uh, Team Lotus Box is having a in uh, March 22nd, so that's Sunday. They're having a Patreon championship. Uh, they are also using uh, MTG Melee. Um, whereas I think the Hit the Deck is using Smash GG. Uh, so the Lotus Box one, you must be a Patreon. Believe their minimum Patreon is around $5 a month. Yeah, so 5 bucks a month. So that's, you know, same thing. If they plan on hosting more, um, then you're going to get more value for your $5. Otherwise, right now, with tournament, um, with up to $1,000 in MTG First Credit, which is pretty cool, I would definitely click for more information about that. Uh, one thing I'm just noticing here is none of the tournaments, when they're promoting them, talk about start times. We, I should tell someone that. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like, you notice, like, something that's lacking just by reading all this information. Like, telling people when your tournament starts is actually a pretty important piece of information. So, uh, if you're listening, tell us when your tournament starts. I, I, um, I think it's funny that you mentioned that because I looked at the one on Saturday. And, I, like, the one coming this Saturday, it starts at, like, 6 in the afternoon. Well, that's in the evening, but that's okay. Yeah, I sorry. Like, you. yeah, it starts at 1700 or 1800 or something like that. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, then maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can pull it, play in multiple. But either way, people, advertise what time your tournament starts at. Uh, okay, the last one I want to talk about is um, uh, called $1,000 Arena Community Cup. This is on March 28th, which is a Saturday, a week Saturday. Uh, it, is, it is going to be also on MTG Melee. And it is actually connected to the daily tournaments with Mythic Society. But this is, so just a really quick bit of background. Um, Arena Community Cup is actually an existing group that used to, has been running tournaments for about a year using programs 
I don't think they actually use Smash GG. I think they use a different one. But using existing esports tournament creations, um, and it's organized mostly through a pro player named Pascal Maynard. Um, in fact, most of his tournaments for last year were actually specifically French. <laughs> like the announcements were in French. It was very funny. I, I joined some of the tournaments and had to Google a lot of French. Um, they also had in-person arena tournaments as well for this. So this has actually been a brand that has existed for a long time. And I bring that up because I believe they know what they're doing and they're going to do it well. And they've now been connected and joined with a software that knows what they're doing and is going to do it well. So I believe you if you if you're looking at the future and you're like, what will arena tournament look like? I believe they're going to look like the Arena Community Cup brand and the MTG Melee software. So I would pay close attention to them. I would look into getting involved with them, um, participate in their tournaments. I think they're going to be very good. And that being said, this one is a thousand dollar Swiss to top eight. Keep my not double elimination. This is something that's also really weird is Arena itself, in terms of competitive magic, has been showing us these brackets, which are extremely confusing to understand as a viewer. Um, but Paper Magic does top eights. And so just keep in mind, some tournaments are trying to enter the esports uh, arena competitive world, and some tournaments are trying to um, copy paper. And so you you should know ahead of time what they're going to be, and they, they are very different. Uh, so feel free to just, you know, Look and look and see what what the tournament is that you're doing. Uh, so those are the four that I highlighted. There's a bunch more that I saw, but those are the four that I I don't play in all of them, but I'm looking at for sure. Nice. Now, uh, Sean or Eric, which which of these tournaments that you see that are going on right here? Is there any that you're looking forward to more than most? What are you going to participate in? What are you going to be doing? I think the one I'm most excited for is the one that I'm not unfortunately going to be able to play until Saturday is the. COVID versus, it was the daily one. It's, what is it, MTG Melee versus COVID or, let me, I can't remember the exact name, but it's the daily tournament that happens every day and they're going to be doing it for up to a month. That's the one I'm most excited for that I just want to play Magic every day and have a reason to play. So that'd be really exciting for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, like for me, it's the the one that I'll play in next, right? So <laughs> that's going to be the, the COVID uh 19 number one uh the mtg versus COVID 19 number one so that'll be tomorrow well maybe the way that this comes out yesterday who knows i mean with with i've i have so much time on my hands now that this might just get done like hours after we record it who knows what happens that would be amazing it would be amazing equally amazing is actually getting this out to our listeners as soon as we possibly can and what would also be amazing is for our listeners to follow us and find us on social media. And that's what I want to know is where we can find everybody on the social medias and how everything's going. So obviously you can find out more about our organization, Swagoi Gaming, at swagoi.com, S-W-A-G-O-I.com. And you can find out more about each of us and all the different places uh, that you can find us around the internet and different content pieces that we produce. And so, Sean, I want to start with you first. Where can people find you and the content you produce? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Toolshed and uh, twitch.tv slash Mr. Toolshed. I will be streaming um, Magic over the next few days, and I'm going to try to stream Monday to Friday. Um, starting uh, next week, I'm going to try to stream Monday to Friday. Um, Magic most days, and then uh, after Magic, I'll be streaming other games as well, but I'm going to try to stream Magic mainly. 
Um, just get ready for like these daily tournaments. There's gonna be a lot of arena tournaments, so I just want to make sure that I'm playing Magic at least semi regularly to be ready for them. And Caroline, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at MightyLing. M I G T Y L I N G U I N E. And people can find me on Instagram at the MightyLing and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Mighty Linguini. I stream on Wednesdays. I always have a magic guest. We don't always play magic. Um, I just a little note about that. I've actually would like to be streaming more as most uh, isolated people would. And so um, I might be adding some bonus days. We'll see how this goes. Bonus dates. I like the sound of that. And I think the best bonus of all is knowing where I could find Conan Hawk, Eric Hawkins. Conan, where can people find you and all the content that you make? Yeah, you can find me uh, on twitch.tv slash Conan Hawk. Uh, I'll usually stream Monday through Friday. Since I won't be traveling, I'll definitely be doing that. But uh, maybe with these tournaments, I'll be adding a couple of weekend uh, streams to broadcast those tournaments. So definitely pay attention uh, at Conan Hawk on Twitter, where I'll be making those announcements. And uh, I don't know, I'll probably take a lot of pictures of my cats while uh, I'm kind of shut away so um i'll be putting those up at at conan hawk on instagram that's right you need to find conan hawk on instagram there will be cats aplenty i'm pretty sure wherever you find us there will be some sort of cute animal whether it be cats or some other type of you know uh, zoo animal taking a tour around a building uh whatever we can do to help with the social distancing and the joining of the gathering that we love so much about magic and that is going to do it for us. As always, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142, and we will find you here at this podcast, and we'll find you next week, and we'll see you all later. Bye. Bye. Stay safe. Wash your hands.